Welcome guys to Context for Christ. I'm Jacob. This is the channel where I take scriptures that are constantly taken out of context and put them back into their context and in the process hopefully teach you to do the same thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's uh, Philippians 4.13. That's the verse we'll be dealing with today. Um, I feel like every Christian, majority of them should know this verse. Uh, we've Definitely heard it taken out of context multiple times. And usually this Christians will use this verse to talk about anything that they're either dealing with in their life or um, something they want to do. I've seen athletes use this verse and most of the time they're using it in the context of their athletic abilities, um, their performance, their skill. And as myself, as an athlete myself, I played basketball all throughout high school, played basketball. Um, I played club basketball in college uh, for two years. Um, and even I know this verse has nothing to do with my athletic ability, my um, athletic skill or talent. Of course, that all comes from God. But this verse has nothing to do with any of that in, this con in the context of Philippians 4. And so let's, so, let's, so let's get into it. So Philippians 4, 1, we have to, again, when it comes to interpreting the Bible, we have to establish the author and the audience. And so the author here is the Apostle Paul. He identifies himself in the very first chapter, just like he does with pretty much all of his epistles. And the audience he's writing to is the Christians in the church in Philippi, or the, the Philippian church. And... One thing, I have to, one thing we have to establish is Paul's main theme throughout all of Philippians is to rejoice always in God. Paul has exhorted his audience multiple times throughout, um, th throughout the book of Philippians to re always be rejoicing in God. And one of the things that says, he says that we should never be anxious uh, and always pray, making our supplications, our requests known to God with, with uh, thanksgiving. And he says in... Let's actually, let's actually start in verse, in verse five, five. Philippians 4, verse 5. Oh, verse 6. I, I apologize. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so he exhorts us, instructs us not to be anxious for anything, but always to be rejoicing in God. And these are two commands. We are commanded not to be anxious. Verse 1, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, pray. And chapter, uh, verse 4, he says, rejoice always in, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Now these words are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we need to take them seriously. So God commands us to be rejoicing in Him always. He commands us, not to be anxious. And I know it's really, again, we can all attest to the fact that it's really hard not to be anxious for anything because we face many uh, trials and um, situations in our lives where we start to worry, we start to get anxious, and it's really hard not to, not to become anxious. But we have to take, this, take these commands to heart. We are to rejoice always in God and be anxious for nothing. And one thing I do want to point out, and I heard this in a sermon uh, about a year ago, almost a year ago, 
and it was on um, rejoicing always in the Lord. And in this, in this sermon, the, uh, the pastor, uh, my pastor is uh, Pastor Jeff Durbin of Apologia Church. And, uh, if you don't know who he is, check him out. He's really good. But it was, it was, um, it was on this, um, it was on this uh, verse of being anxious for nothing but always rejoicing. And one thing he pointed out was that whatever, whatever we're facing, if we're, if we're dealing with the loss, with the, the death of a loved one, um, someone is, you have, you, you say you have some sort of surgery or maybe you've been diagnosed with cancer or whatnot, um, whatever, whatever we are, we are dealing with. One thing, one thing uh, Jeff pointed out was that we are not to rejoice in the situation. We are, we, we are to rejoice in the Lord because of his promises. So, so we're commanded not to be anxious. And when these things, whatever we're dealing with are happening around us, we are to be rejoicing, not in the situation, but in the Lord because of what he has promised to us as his children. So I just wanted to point that out real quick. And I'll also mention that even the Lord Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 6, he said, don't be anxious for tomorrow. Don't be anxious uh, for anything, for what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. And he also says, do not worry. And so the Lord Jesus himself said these exact same commands. And so let's read verses, actually let's go to verse 10. I'll come to verses 8 and 9 later. But verse 10, he says, Says, I rejoiced in the Lord. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I, I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know, and I know how to be how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, Paul, one, one thing is that when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, one, he said, he, said this, he said this about himself. And this is one of those things where when this verse is taken out of context, like, we make it about us. But Paul is saying this about himself. doesn't mean this doesn't apply to us within its context. But we shouldn't, but we shouldn't, um, but we should not, take this verse out of its context and make it about us as if this is ourselves speaking to ourselves. If, I hope that makes sense. So, but Paul was in need. He was in need. He experienced fullness and hunger, what it's like to abound, what it's like to suffer need, but he learned to be content with where he was at. If he was full, he was content. If he was, if he was lacking, he was content. If he was suffering need, he was content. If he was hungry, he was content. If he was abased, he was content. If he was, if, he, if he was abounding, he was content. Whatever state he was in, he was content. And he was. And but how was Paul able to? Um, how was he able to be content in these all these all these situations? One thing I, I we need to I need to point out is the fact that Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians while he's in chains in prison. And yet he's telling while he's in chains in prison, writing this letter to the Philippian church is not in prison, he's telling them to rejoice. And if there was anyone, if there was anyone who had any excuse for not, for not rejoicing, if there was anyone who had any excuse to be anxious, to be worried, it would be the Apostle Paul. But he said, 
No, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be anxious. Why? Because I know the promises of God. And his, the anchor for Paul was rejoicing in God. It was the promises of God that kept him strong in his faith and kept him always rejoicing. And so, and that's one of the things that really kept him going. It's one of the things that was able, that was really helped him to be content. And all of that is from what verse 13 says, through Christ who strengthens me. And so, this is kind of a fast video, actually. And so, how was he able to be content? Through Christ, peace of God which presses all understanding. Let's go back real quick. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so he was able to be content, one, by one being not being anxious for anything, but it always praying and with thanksgiving and supplication, making his request known to God. And with that, the peace of God came that surpassed all understanding and was in his heart and his mind through, through Christ. Now look at verses 8 through 9. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So how do we get that peace? Well, one, by meditating on whatever is noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, things that have any virtue, and if there's anything that is praiseworthy, we are to meditate on these things. And we are to meditate on the things that we have learned through the word of God, the com his commands, his promises, and the God of peace will be with us. So that when we, so that when we find ourselves um, facing the trials of this life, facing um, maybe it be cancer, some sort of medical condition that we may have been diagnosed with, um, a fight, a problem in our families and our relationships, all these things that we, when we find ourselves in these things, we have reason to rejoice because we're meditating on all these things and meditating on the promises of God and His commands and what He expects of us. And when we do that, we're at peace and rejoicing in God always. And for that, and with, with, with all that meditating, we have reason to rejoice. We don't have any, any, any reason to be anxious for anything. And the third thing is by making our request known to God, praying about whatever situation we're, we're dealing with. We're dealing with some sort of medical condition or whatever it may be. You know, if, if we're in need, we got to bring those needs to God and trust in Him that He is, because He is the God who said that He would provide for all our needs. And if we truly believe that, we find ourselves in situations where we are in need. Maybe we need uh, money, to, money to pay the rent. Maybe we need uh, food. We need, uh, maybe we just need uh, spiritual things like peace. We need... Um, we, we need to grow in sanctification, all these things, bring all these things, we need to bring all these things to the Lord, make our requests known to Him with thanksgiving and with supplication. And um, I'd actually, I, I, in my, my preparation for this study, I had read and on the Enduring Word app, which by the way, if you don't know that app, 
I would highly recommend you download it. The Enduring Word app has commentaries for every single chapter of every single book in the Bible. It's been it's really blessed me. It's been a great tool for me to better understand not only the word, but also to understand how to apply it to, to myself as a Christian. So I highly recommend you download that Enduring Word app. Go check it out. But while, while I was preparing for the study and I saw they had commentary on the word supplication here, like, and what they said that supplication was, was, was to bring all of our requests, anything that, anything that is weighing on our minds, as Christians, anything that we're thinking about, bring it to God because there is not one area in our life that God is not concerned with. Now, now even though he knows the end of, of, of all things, he knows the results of all things, and he's going to work all things out for, the, for our good and for his glory, we need to bring all these things to him because he cares about every single area of our lives. And as we bring these requests to him, and we, and we meditate on these things that are noble, pure, just, praiseworthy, lovely, of good report, any, any virtue, anything praiseworthy. We are to meditate on these things, and the peace of God is going to come. We're going to be at peace with God. We will have peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It will, will, will be with us, and we will have reason to rejoice. And in that, we will be content with where we are at. And we'll be able to do that through Christ who strengthens us. So short, short video today. I didn't expect it to be this short. Um, if it seemed like I was kind of rushing through it, I apologize. Uh, it wasn't my intention. But I hope uh, this video has been helpful to you. I hope it has blessed you. And I hope that it has um, taught you how to apply this verse correctly your life as a Christian. So until next time, uh, tune in next week where I record, where I'm going to start a series actually. I'm going to start a series on spiritual warfare. And what that series is going to deal with is I'll be dealing with uh, verses that are taken out of context to, to be used to defend certain uh, teachings of spiritual warfare that are completely unbiblical. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you some examples. The idea of generational curses that Christians can be under a curse, that Christians can be demon possessed, that we're supposed to go out and chase Satan around and have hand to hand combat with Satan or with demons, um, that we're supposed to gain territory back from Satan. Um, we're supposed to pray hedges of protection around um, around someone as if as as if that that does any good against of being being protected from from the enemy and of course with that i will also be talking about how you know the verses that are taken out of context to defend those ideas i will be addressing um why they're used in the wrong way and what they actually mean in their context and i'll also be providing uh, the truth of how we are to handle spiritual warfare and so that's going to be starting next week, the series of spiritual warfare. And I, I really hope that that will be of great benefit to you. And I, you, I really, I, you don't want to miss it. Um, so tune in next week. That's where I start spiritual warfare series. And uh, that's all I got for, for, for today. So until next time, may the peace and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.
God bless.